We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Blog Talk Radio. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Yo, good morning, good morning, good morning, and happy NFL Sunday. It is a beautiful Sunday. We are looking at week number five with three undefeated teams, and we are going to break all of that down, especially the undefeated team in the NFL North. Kicking off another beautiful Sunday. I'm here in Minneapolis seeing if the Vikings are going to go 5-0. and I got Renard and Michael in the shy trying to see if the Bears are going to take down the Colts, even though everybody else wants Indianapolis. So good morning, guys. What is going on? Happy NFL Sunday. Good morning, good morning. And, yes, indeed, it is a happy NFL Sunday. There's a thing that's called the NFL, and we're going to watch these things on the TV that's called football games today. Yay. I'm sorry. Are you? Are you? Let's clarify who he is today. So, so are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? You know, are Michael today, or you know, are we still talking to him, or who we talking to, or something? We talking to somebody today. We'll figure it out if the show goes along. Ah, he's gonna give us a cold thing. This is gonna be interesting. Okay. Okay. What was that? Why don't we kick it off with our Michael or Bernard, whoever's on the show with us today. Favorite team, that is the Chicago Bears. They have traveled to Indianapolis to take on the Colts, who, despite what they have paid Andrew Luck, just aren't bringing it around together just right. I wonder if the Bears, because I said last week I had faith in the Bears, and I'm not a Bears fan. Nobody had faith in the Bears, and who pulled it out? The Bears. The Bears. So, you know, right. wait, big, wait a minute. Big, big, up, big, wait. No, Me no, and Mike both no, 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 no. We both hey, said we no crying in baseball. We were proud to be wrong. <laughs> we were proud to be wrong. Let's keep, we both said that. I just, I had that feeling. <laughs> and I went with the Bears, and the Bears did exactly what I said. If they keep that stamina that they walk into the first quarter with, they would be immaculate. And they, they did a great job. So definitely kudos to them. Unfortunately, we have a Kevin White sighting that turned out to be pretty decent. And then this week, this week, uh, I know. In thin air, he vanished for Halloween. <laughs> he is Kevin he is White. Out injured again. Gotta love it. He is. He's like, he or I are 
I R I R. The Again. only good thing that's coming out of I R every R in the league. The only good thing out of IR this year is you don't have to designate who's going to return. I just don't see the Bears designating him to return. So he's out for a minimum of, what is it, six weeks or eight weeks? Six. With the possibility of returning early. He can come back. I mean, but. That's Kevin White calling now. He want to talk about this. (laughs) He want to know. Somebody say something. Why? We're saying Help what we're saying. Help me, but no, man. Just, I'm sorry. You just. Right I, I'm after not, he I'm had not, a just, decent uh, game. Right. It was only two players to show up last I week, in my opinion, sold. and that was Kevin White and Eddie Royal. We can't yeah, leave Eddie Royal no longer a factor. Eddie Royal yeah, was great. Ah, uh, uh, man, I have to give it to him. He did a wonderful job. I was even surprised. I, you know, like, I'll take the one ten for not having as much faith in the team as I should. But, you know. Well, they, it's, they've given you reasons. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's hard to be like, well, yeah. You know, but, it, but going into today's game against Indianapolis, you know, Indianapolis is one and three, and so are we. And it's, it's kind of like, uh it's like last week's game, you know. Who's who? Which one's gonna be? Who's gonna be the better of the one and three teams today? You know, and if it comes down to it, you would hope that we would be on the side where the Bears pull it out and they can do exactly what they do it because I like what quarterback did last week. Uh, last week, I know he's not a fan. He's not so. No, I'm not a fan of Brian Hoyer. <laughs> I think Brian Hoyer is the worst quarterback in the NFL. This shit However, he won roster as the. Yes, okay, you can win in spite of your quarterback, and I believe that's what the Bears <laughs> is. <laughs> I do not oh, believe Brian Hoyer is a conversational piece. I believe – Now, now I mind you, of, mind you, ladies and gentlemen and, and sports fans of all ages, the same person we're talking – well, I don't know. Our Michael last week said that he believed the Bears were going to be an 0-16 team. Yes, I and did. And then they won. So this week he's saying that in spite of you know Hoyer's performance, um, they are still gonna suck. No, I didn't say in spite of his performance. I said in spite of him. <laughs> I don't but like Brian Hoyer. How? how Let me put how it this way: I would rather have Tim Tebow on my roster than him. I would rather have Tim Tebow on my roster than Brian Hoyer. And anybody hey, that Tim knows, Tebow. knows, I don't like Tim. Yeah, but for those who don't know, he had his had his first at bat, man. My man got to bat and hit a home run, so I ain't really mad at him. He's make he's he's doing a little bit better than you know some other people who've made the transition from sport back to baseball. So, yeah, but, I understand that. I don't like Brian Hoyer. Hey, but what if he I'll take the win every time? I'm not gonna be stupid. But I don't <laughs> like I, I don't like it that he's okay. on the roster at so, all. So, tell us how you really feel though about Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer saying, has played for. Let, let, let's look at who he's played sarcasm. for and what he did. You you really let us know already. <laughs> that was such sarcasm. But why don't you like Brian Hoyer? Like, what is it? Like, he could possibly get this history. team look out of the rut. Record. Look at his track record. Okay. His track record with what? the Browns. His track record with Houston. He is not a good quarterback. And we brought Jay Cutler to Chicago because why? Jay Cutler's a good quarterback. When? 
Okay. Last just, week all right. Let's let's, let's define define good. What is your what is your definition like of good? What is your definition of good? Right. What is can that? win because what of. is it? Can win because of. Okay. So you say that Jay Cutler is a quarterback that who can win in because of what? If you give Jay Cutler the weapons and the protection, he can win. Yes, he makes but mistakes. But what if he does? But, but Jake, the best, I'm but, not going to sit up so, here. They can I'm not going to sit up here. All right, so, okay, all right. So what they, makes wait, a great wait, quarterback then? Wait, no, let's stop. Give Jay Cutler the weapons that he needs and they can win, and they've done what? They they Nothing. finally gave Jay Cutler weapons, and he's made mistakes still. I'm not going to say he's that. He's a great quarterback. No, he's not in a great conversation. No, uh, he's not in a great conversation. I'm not okay. going to sit up here. So I'm, not that, so I'm not that nice. You got him over there chilling so with Linda the Good Witch, and I'm though. trying to figure out how. He should be over there with the Munchkins. If we, if, if we are, if we are <laughs> on the good ship. If we talk, <laughs> right. there's what, 32 teams in the NFL, I uh-huh. might put Jay Cutler somewhere between 10 and 15. And this is how I feel about Jay Cutler. Sorry. We are no longer available. I'm not going to sit up here and say Jake <laughs> is in the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL. No, I'm not that. I'm not that naive. But I will put him somewhere between ten and fifteen. He yes, likes, I will. He, he likes the one of the top thirty-two quarterbacks. No, oh, you put oh. him as like number thirty-five. You put him on the bench. That's not even on the chart. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm not. Nah, I mean, look, man. Like, like, look, he has flashes of where, you know, he he could be, you know, a good quarterback. I can't put him in the category of good. I'm sorry. I just I can't and even then, go there and with then you. He's he like, he's, you know, and, and this is in spite of his numbers. Right, because this is in spite of his numbers. His numbers mean nothing. His performance means everything. I'm not everything. talking about numbers. You haven't said, heard me. You know, I'm numbers. just saying, but, you know, if you're going to put him in, a, in in that category, then he's not one of those people. He's he. In order for him to win, he has to. He he doesn't make other people great. No, I didn't say that he's in that category. That's what I think great quarterbacks do. But that's, but that's what it. he should. But come on, man. At this point in the game, he should be there. I'm not, I'm the not going to disagree with you on that one. I, I say that, he's a good quarterback. That, I didn't say he's a great quarterback. I don't even see where he's a good quarterback because half the time he's throwing the ball away. <laughs> great quarterback. I mean, he's improved, he's improved over the last year. I Jay Cutler could do that. I know you now, don't get me wrong. Jay Cutler, need, Jay Cutler needs – great quarterbacks don't need a, a good offensive coordinator. Good quarterbacks need a, a good offensive coordinator. Jay Cutler needs a good offensive coordinator. That's clear. The two times that Jay Cutler – two per, periods of time that Jay Cutler has done good is when he had Mike Shanahan calling the plays and when he had Adam Gates calling the plays. Outside but of that, he's not so, had a so, good offensive so let, coordinator. So let's stop. Why is that none of that sticking for him for the amount of money that he has been paid? Thank you. I, I do they, agree they that that's No, I said I agree. I said yeah, I agree. I mean, that's what, and that's the whole thing. Like, you know, when but they I, put but up. But what uh, I said was you all are not hearing you, me. We hear you. You all are not hearing me when I say good quarterbacks <laughs> still need a good offensive coordinator. Jay Cutler still needs yeah, a good know. offensive coordinator. Right, exactly. I mean, that, but that's a. That's, but you that's, didn't pay him exactly to be a good quarterback. 
You pay him they to pay be a great well, quarterback. Not, but I'm not talking about his pay rate. I'm talking about what he is. But listen, but listen, the argument was when he got that amount of money, there was nobody else that could lead the team better than Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler is our quarterback. Jay Cutler is a great quarterback. La, la, la. Look at Denver. Look at college. La, no, la, that la, wasn't la, the argument well, coming from yes, me. Yes, it was. That wasn't the well, argument not, coming from we're me. We're not talking about you. You didn't pay the man. I'm just saying oh, in general, like, what in, <laughs> no, what was, in the that world? Was, <laughs> that was the slot they was trying to feed us. The reason they paid that man is because he was he was better than what was out there. That's the reason they paid that man. He was better than what was out there. Now, personally, what they should have done is they should have put him on the uh, – they should have franchised him. Okay. There's a couple other people that's out there that was there, there when he got that check and they kind of doing a little okay. They should have franchise tagged him and said, go prove it. They didn't do that. That's what I believe they should have done. Franchise the man and say, prove it. Do do like uh, Joe Flacco. If you can prove it, we'll pay you. I mean, even Kirk Cousins, he went out and proved it and got a check. They should have helped like that now, Unfortunately, okay, man. <laughs> they should have franchised him and said, "Go prove it." Go ahead, Michael. <laughs> I ain't go. Oh, I, but, I ain't but the season they said, "Go prove it," he went and proved it. I don't like he her. I, I mean, rules. no, no, I understand those two, but we, I mean, no. Oh, you mean her cousins proved it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get that part, but you know, as far as you know, it doesn't matter whether they franchise him because that's a new point at, at right now. Anyway, the you point don't is, franchise your star you know, quarterback. The point is, okay. even if you, I pay you, you this amount of money, you still have to go, like, still have to go prove you worth this that's paycheck. That's Regardless of our franchise or not, please prove your worth the but, paycheck. But, but, but that's, that's, that's not you. saying anything good that you I'm franchise your star quarterback. Like not at all. No, 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 no. I gave Jay Cutler all the praise. It was like a church service all season last year. I, I, yeah. I just need to understand why you have to feel you should have to franchise your star quarterback to make him prove to you that he's worth the amount of money that's on the table that you could pay him. If you have to, if, if that's your idea of what they should have done to Jay Cutler, then I see a garbage can with his number on it. And I, I'm saying like that's trash. That is, no franchise. Tom Brady, I'm franchising you because you got to prove to me you can do this. I I am honest with myself in understanding he is not an $125 million quarterback. Excuses. He is not a $125 million quarterback. At that point in time, when Tennessee could have came and got him, and they still wanted him at that point because it was before Marcus Mariota got there. I had packed his stuff, too. It was, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> Y'all was ready to get rid of him. There was nobody for the Bears to go get. Maybe the Bears should have gone down to the bottom of the league, but they were trying to fight. They thought they were something worth fighting for. They could have held I on to Josh McCown for a year. I'm just saying, it was options. Until a baby star quarterback came out. I don't think Josh McCown is a... Uh, is a French is a starting quarterback. The two places they tried to make Jack him a starting quarterback. The two places they started they tried to make Josh McCown a starting quarterback since that season. I'm gonna I'm gonna negate I'm gonna negate Tampa Bay because 
I don't I'm I'm not I don't care if it was Jay Cutler or anybody. When you put a quarterback out there and the only thing that you got is a center because your O line is like off somewhere getting ICs in the middle of the game because they're definitely not protecting the QB or making holes for the <laughs> running back. I I, I couldn't go Tampa Bay. I, I'm sorry. It's, even watching that, I season, mean, I thought, and that's I the same thing I feel about die. Indianapolis right now. That's exactly how I feel about Indianapolis and the check that they gave Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck got that big old check and they ain't protecting nothing. He's like, I can't throw the well, ball. Well, let's talk they about that because that that is that is the matchup. So let's let's. That's the exact way I feel about Indianapolis. And the reason the Bears have a chance to beat the reason the Bears have a chance to beat Indianapolis is because Andrew Luck is getting zero protection, zero protection. And NFL teams have proven if we get Andrew Luck on the ground, Indianapolis can be beaten. The Bears don't have the most excellent pass rush, but. Indianapolis doesn't have the most excellent offensive line, so they have a chance. You know what? Hey, Michael. Yes. Michael, do you have the stats up on the game? I do. You have the stats up on the Indianapolis Bears matchup? I have them up, but I want you to run them down. Because you can definitely tell that both teams aren't being the teams that they are supposed to be when you look at how closely matched they are. And it's crazy because – the Bears actually can walk in and capitalize, and I'm going to let Mike um, give the stats. If you can't find it, let me know. But it, it's crazy me this how moment. closely matched they are when it comes to this game. And so if anybody's ball game today, last last week I honestly did have faith that the Bears, if they came in with that same tenacity and they were tired of being in the L column, that they were going to grab a W. <laughs> Ironically, yeah, I had, even before last week's game, I had more confidence in the Bears winning this week than I did them winning last week. And that was even before last I, week's game. I hadn't really paid attention to this game as of yet. I just wanted to with the Bears. It's kind of like baby steps. We're back to baby steps. I really wanted to take it one game at a time and see the adjustments, especially considering the amount of Chicago Bears that are on IR that are very key factors, especially on the defensive side of the ball and winning football games. So I definitely wanted to take this one game at a time and see how the coaching staff made adjustments. But, Mike, go ahead with the um, the stats. Well, when you look at it from that standpoint, Brian Horner, who, in my opinion, did pretty good last week, um, he had 67 completions for 97 attempts, 697 yards total um, with four touchdowns. I don't believe that's the full thing. But when you look at it from Andrew Luck, he's only had 103 completions, 166 attempts. He only has eight touchdowns so far this year with 1,147 yards. But matchup-wise, from the offensive standpoint, you know, it's, it's really a very close um, game, ladies and gentlemen. Total yards right now between both. The Bears only are behind by a few yards from 335 and, Indianapolis is edging them out by 349 yards, so that's total yards per game. If you look at it from a passing standpoint, they're pretty much even at this at right now yards per game, with the with the edge going to Indianapolis 261 to 252 for the Bears, and they're pretty much neck and neck when it comes to yards per per rush as well. With the Bears only having 82 yards per game, and it and Indianapolis edging them out with 88. So it's very close. It's not like it's going to take a lot of – it's going to take effort, don't get me wrong, but they're pretty much even. You know, when it comes to points now – It's clear that these two teams that's are where, one and three. That's, yeah, that's, that, it tells you why 
they're they're where they are. Um, but when you look at it from the points part of it, that's where the Bears lag behind a lot. You know, early Irishman's 15 points a game right now, and Indianapolis is putting up 27. So that lets you know something about the offense uh, side of our, uh, you know, of our game versus what they're doing on their side. Even though Andrew's getting put on his back, he's still putting up points. You know, now right. they're one and three, and it's not because of them being. You know, the only game they really lost by. A, a larger margin was to Dallas. That was a 31-17. Then when they beat, you know, then they won against um, – I'm sorry, I'm looking at Chicago. I'm sorry, let me go back, ladies and gentlemen. They beat uh, San Diego the first game 26-22, and then they lost to Jacksonville 27-30. So they're putting up points. They're just not pulling it out when it counts. You know, and the Bears haven't even broken the 20-point margin this year. You know, we yeah, we've only scored 34 points in the total pass. You know, total few games, so it's not really looking great for us either. But if they can do what they need to do, you know, defensively like they did last week, then this game could actually be you know a, a good starting point for them. And they could be like you said, man, they could end up being you know being 500 in a couple of weeks. And we you know not to say it's impossible. 500 going into um, the Green Bay game could be. Could be a blessing and a curse at the same time. Exactly, because it could go either way at that point, especially with you know Green Bay getting ready to go to New York, which we're going to talk about in a little while. Um, but you know, it's just one of those things that where it's it's I it's they both got a lot of line right now. Both teams are desperate for another win, you know, and they need it. Nobody wants to be who wants to be you know. And that's true. That's true. And then they're coming off that loss. It, you know they were overseas. They, you know, that was their London game, and they didn't want to be on national TV with that. So they might be coming a little hungry today. Wait a minute, a let's point of... out something about that London game. This is the first team since the London game has happened, and uh, they lobbied Indianapolis lobbied for it. This is the first time that coming off the uh, the London game that it's not a bye week for for the two teams. Indianapolis did not want to go on a bye week immediately after the London game. This is the first team, and they lobbied, said, no, we don't want a bye week that early. So they begged and begged and begged, and they got what they wanted because they wanted to be able to wash the taste that's, of that's, the London that's, game. That's, yeah, that's, and that's, that's okay. That's, no, that's, that's, I'm, I'm not I'm, saying anything is wrong with it. But they were the first team is, that's happened. I think that's but I, but it's smart, though. Me. It's so from. I agree with you. Like, I don't want to go smart. straight into uh, a, a bye week just because I played right. in London last week. Oh, uh, you haven't traveled to London yet. You ain't took that flight. Boy, I was trying to yeah, go on a five months. Every time I go <laughs> to London, I was like, oh, my God. Man, I'm just telling you, if you've ever been to Heathrow Airport, dude, oh, gone through I there. can say it's, I've never been to Heathrow. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's, um, man. yeah, it's serious. It's it's a long wait. It's a long wait. <laughs> <laughs> you run out of stuff to do. I was like, don't hand me this deck of cards no more. Like, I didn't watch every movie on my phone. Like, I don't know what's happening. It's, it's like, it's a lot. It's, but yeah, even, even, even with that, that might prove to be a good thing for them because, simply because they came home with the L. And exactly. you know, looking at how closely and evenly matched, unfortunately, they are this season with the Bears and the Bears' injuries that they have that they've been plagued with. 
I don't know if I could roll with the Bears today. I know a lot of Chicago ones rolled right on down to Indianapolis. And I'm not saying miracles don't happen. I see it every Christmas on 34th Street. But at the same time, I don't uh-huh. know about today. I, I don't and know about today. Before last week's game happened, if I had to pick the Bears could beat Detroit or the Bears could beat Indianapolis, I would have picked Indianapolis. So I think I I have more confidence in the Bears winning today than the last week. So I would have to roll with the Bears today. Now, I, I, I'm saying that after more Bears got No, why, why are you saying that? What's, what's your reason? I just don't have confidence in in uh, in the offensive line protecting uh, protecting Andrew Luck. I'm completely confident in Andrew Luck. I'm completely confident in Reggie Wayne. I'm completely confident in all of that. I just don't think they can protect anybody. Robert Mathis can do his job, but Robert Mathis seems like the only player coming to play um, on the Indianapolis defense. I do believe the Bears can put up some points. I'm not saying they can put up 27 points, but I think the Bears going to put up their first 20 pointer this week. Mm. You think that you I'm think they're going to put Excuse me, Indianapolis. Uh, oh. Confidence boost. No, yeah, I do believe the Bears can put up 20. I don't think they can put up 27. I do think I think today's game. I think Indianapolis is not well, going to put up let's, as much. Let's, let's I think at, the Bears are going to put up more. Well, I, th- I think if, if, we got, if you go from a standpoint got, of, you know, um, what are we going to say, Cass? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, no, I was going to say, like, you, you're about to do exactly what I was going to do. Let's 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 look at how, if, you know, if it's possible, the Bears can. So go ahead. So if you look at it from a standpoint of what really needs to happen from an offensive standpoint. I would believe that if they go ahead and establish the run, you know, get into that flow. And we, and the reason why I say establish the run first because they're so close in that particular comparison. You know, it's only a six-yard difference. You know, so if they can start getting out ahead of them and running the ball, then they can open up the passer for Hoyer to get it out. You know, so who's able? I don't even know who's playing this week. Who who is playing this week? <laughs> no, speaking speaking Everybody of the Bears and establishing the run, and I know Jeremy Langford has been injured, and it seems like people have his number. And Jordan Howard has been the breakout rookie. Can someone tell me what's going on with Kadeem Carey and why he's not getting to get as much playing time? I can't. That I did actually. Me neither. I don't even have an answer. I I I actually questioned that on a on a blog earlier. Like, so what's up with that dude over there? Did anybody, did check on did anybody give you an answer? And nobody said anything. Nobody has an well, answer. No, I didn't. on the injury report. But that still does not explain why he's not getting any playing time. Baby, well, you know, a lot, a lot of it, man, you know how practice goes. You can go through all of that and still ride the pine. You know, so yeah. if, if he, right. you know, it, does, it really doesn't matter. Playing time. It doesn't matter if you're making, making the team, you know, making a travel squad or whatever. That, that's, like, the least of it. I'm, probably, I'm just looking he's, at he's most the like, official. He's most likely to get – now, is he on, like, any special teams or anything like that? Because that's probably where he's getting being played the most. Because well, I'm looking at the official depth chart. When you mm-hmm. look at the official depth chart and you look at who's been playing, 
they put out official depth charts, but when you watch the games, you know who you know who number two is. Right. You know, Jordan Howard is listed as the number three, with Joyce Bell as the number four. Jordan Howard is getting more snaps than anybody. Did anybody well, is he, is right? he does, okay? But is he getting any special teams play? Is he proven to be effective on the special teams end? You talking about Kadeem Carey or Jordan Howard? I thought Jordan Howard was getting playing time. That's what I'm saying. Jordan Howard is getting yeah. playing time. I, right, I'm right. saying oh, so, so Kadeem is getting none. He's getting absolutely no playing time. Is what you're saying? He's not getting absolutely none, but he's getting he's getting garbage time, and he's getting uh he's getting. It, I'm he not could have an injury. It could it could be anything. It 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 could be his hustle. Well, well but that's he, why you know, we'll like I said, man, you know, if if he got if he was leased by Jordan Howard, right, and he's listed as a second, it's because he has not proven that he's better than Jordan Howard yet. That's the reason. It, it, I mean, he, he's proven that he's still the second. Period. I mean, ironically, <laughs> ironically, or if you look at J- Jeremy Langford, Kadeem Carey, and Jordan Howard, they're all quote unquote young young players in the league. Kadeem Carey's right. actually been on the roster the longest between the three of them. This is Kadeem okay. Carey's third year. Tra- uh-huh. Jeremy Langford's second year, and Jordan Howard's rookie year. And okay. Granted, I know your the time in the league means nothing. We're looking at the talent on the field. I was just pointing out the fact that I understand the reason why Jeremy Langford's not playing. He's getting he's injured. Even with Kadeem Carey being listed on the injury report, I'm not hearing his name coming out of anybody's mouths as why is he's not getting any playing time. I'm more because or less because maybe he hasn't earned his he, he lost his spot. He lost his spot. He dropped his mojo. All of that. Happened. And right now, what's working to what the offensive coordinator has going down is not the end at the moment. Oh no! And I, don't get me wrong. I want Jordan Howard out there and shooting. He might, in my opinion, he might jump over Jeremy Langford if he keeps running like this. I don't have a problem with the leapfrog. Well, I mean, you, I you have to look at like you know. And, and, all right. So what he did, if you want to bring up what he's doing, because his stats aren't great. Oh. Period. He played in the Philly game. They lost. And that is all. <laughs> you know. So I'm just saying, he ain't do nothing. He averaged 1.5 yards per carry. His longest was two yards. Yeah, <laughs> one recession for three yards. I put you in the game, and you have the opportunity to to be effective. And, it, and you know, granted, it could be anything, and, and you know, anything else that goes on, I, you know, or whatever that's going on with him at that point. So, but if I give you a chance to be productive and you can't be productive, then you you can stay right there a second. It's cool. I gotta have somebody there. I can't bring my fourth up because right. he's, he's not. He's, as, he's not. He, you know, he right. he's, he's not, not there doing yet. what's called for. You know, you, you know, know. So, but you got three years of experience, and I'd rather have an experience back in this position right now. That if I need to, I just if it, if it comes down to it, uh, you got I got you. I got experience versus another non-experienced back. But no, nah, man. I mean, it's hey. if we go in there, it is what it is. Wait, 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 wait. All right. Before we turn this into the bird, the Bears happy hour. Bernard, <laughs> who are you rolling with today? 
Indianapolis, Chicago Bears. I'll pick the I'll pick the Bears. All right, Michael, who are you rolling with today? Um let me see. Like I said, for me it's gonna come down to who to whether they can get the game going on the ground and if that happens it could be possible, but points wise I have to get it as Indianapolis. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to go with them today. They just they have they know how to score in spite of Andrew Luck being put on his back. And when you when you show that you can do that in the, in the past couple of games, and even though they've come out losing, they can still put the points up. And the Bears haven't really proven that they can, you know, hold, uh, their defense can uh, stop teams from scoring yet. So I would give the edge to Indianapolis. All right, I am going to roll with Indianapolis today. I would love to see the Bears win, but just the reality of it goes to Indy. So the Colts, two for the Colts, two for the Colts, one for the Bears. Hopefully I can eat my Moving words. right along. But hey. I want to be able to eat mine too. But moving right along, we have up next the undefeated Eagles going up against the Detroit Lions. So the Eagles and Carson Wentz go to do battle with Detroit. And while we had some hope for Detroit, man, I was like, yes, yeah, and it went somewhere. I can. So the Eagles with Detroit Carson is Wentz, um, everything that I say about them. With Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz is turning out to be probably a quarterback that the Bears should have waited on, but they played Jay Cutler. So he's turning out to be a force to be reckoned with on the QB side. What are you guys' thoughts on Philly? invading Ford Field and how they'll handle this game because clearly, uh, you know, I I look, this is scary. This is scary. I actually have looked at the offensive comparison, and when you look at total yards per game, the Lions are edging Philly. You look at passing yards per game, the Lions are edging Philly. The only place, and it's still not by a huge margin, that Philly has the advantage when it comes to the offensive comparison is rush yards per game. That is it. And that is pretty freaking scary because, honestly, with the defensive comparison is where the Lions just, oh, my goodness, they just take over. So can this be Philly's first loss? To the Lions. Detroit is proving everything I expected out of them. They're not that good, and I believe Philly is going to go 4-0 this week. Is that your final answer? That's, I mean, Detroit has not proven to me, other than that one season that they won 10 games, and that is turning out to be the outlier as opposed to the norm. Detroit is not proving to me that they are disciplined enough to keep winning. They are not proving to me that they are consistent. They have consistent players and people named Matt Stafford, but as a team they are not consistent. And I still say this, their head coach is an excellent coordinator. He's not an excellent head coach. Michael, who wow. was that? I know, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, when it really comes down to it, I, I I would have to get them the edge to Philly. 
on this one. I think they're just playing at such a high level right now. And, you know, Carson Wentz is doing oh. his thing. <laughs> you said Carson Wentz. Okay. I apologize for the messed up on the name. Carson Wentz. <laughs> wait, wait. Wait, that was uh, hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> Now he's definitely not Matthew Stafford. You know, he's not putting up, he has not put up the same numbers or the same mm-hmm. amount of touchdowns. He's only two touch behinds behind Matt. You know, so I would give you know, you have to give the edge to, to Stafford on this one. He's he's doing a great job. I don't know, as far I give as, the edge as, Stafford, as far as his job Right. You know, but Stafford is consistent. The Lions right. are you know, but Your when you look at, you know, so I, I just think it, it's, I don't, you know, it's one of those games where, like we said, Detroit is a funny team, dude. <laughs> Detroit is one of those funny teams. They, they, you don't really, they, you really can't gauge how they're going to play from week to week. You know they may like, they may absolutely rise to the occasion and they may absolutely fail. Uh, the weird one way thing or the is, other. Every time I think of Detroit, I say, "Who is on Detroit?" And then I look Ooh. at the roster and I'm like, "Wait a minute!" I keep forgetting Detroit's offensive roster is not bad. No, not have a, it's just I keep forgetting they're on Detroit's team. They have Golden Tate. They have Golden Tate issues. I just, I don't. It, I believe everybody has Golden Tate issues, but if we're mm-hmm. just looking at the roster, they have Golden Tate, Anquan Bolden, That is usually a good offensive roster. Those are players worth throwing the ball to. Okay. They just seem to not play together. Individually, they're not bad players. When they get on the field, but they're, together, on, a, but they're, like, on, a, they're on a team, though, right? They're on a right. Team. I'm just saying. Uh, okay. I, I, I told you all, I'm not confident in Detroit. I am not confident in Detroit at all. So it shocks me when I remind myself who's actually on the team. I'm not going to discredit Anquan Bolden at all. Anquan Bolden did his one-year contract with the Lions, so he this is game this is week five. So I'm not going to discredit Anquan. Um, oh, Golden Tate. All right. So next up is Matt Stafford because hmm. and they have Matt, a couple Matt going on as well. They, they, yeah, Madden's balling. I came from. They do have a couple injuries going on as well on both sides of the ball. But for some reason, <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm going to be flooded by all the men that listen to the show. For some reason, when it comes to teams like Detroit, those are always the teams that knock you off your square. Always the squads. And they can't, if they get, this game is going to depend on how good Detroit's defense plays today, and that's just real talk. Mm-hmm. They got to. Oh yeah, that is definitely. That, the that, that secondary yeah. has to stop. That secondary has to come out with guns blazing, and that defensive front has to get to Carson Wentz. If they cannot do that, this is a another win for the Eagles. 
it's it's about defense in, in this one. Detroit has to bring yeah. So when you look at Detroit's defense, they are not bad whatsoever on the defensive side of the ball. But are they good? You said they're not yes, bad, but they, are they good? Yeah, 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 no, that's not one of your – no, they, they are very decent. Okay. Like, they don't make it easy. No, they yeah, don't make I it mean, easy, but – and, and I am not like confident. I mean, I, we can all agree that that you know the defense is going to definitely have to show up and you know and, and do what it has to do in order to make the game even competitive. You know, and and, sure. and they're going to have to have some lucky breaks because because of the fact that they are so short, you know, short-handed, you know, with injuries and in key places like Golden Tate. He's not even listed. I don't even see him on stats. <laughs> so let's you know that he's not you know he's not a factor at the moment. Um, the people that they are using, however, you know Marvin Jones and Quan Bowden, and you know the other couple of receivers that they that they have out there. Um, that's where it's really going to make the difference. You know, we've seen Matt get. You know, unfortunately, he's he's been put down. You know, he's seen the ground a few games. You know, a few times this week in the past few weeks. So. It really comes down to, like you said, man, they're going to have to play together and understand that, you know, they have the opportunity to, you know, knock off, a, you know, a 4 no team. And like Cass said, man, it's one of the things, you know, and I agree with her too. Detroit is one of those teams where you just don't know they might actually do it. <laughs> they're they're definitely a wild card team. They're definitely like one of those spoiler teams you wouldn't expect to win but end up winning. So, but in this case, I think, uh, I don't know if they feel like I said, is just on that roll, and I, I would have to get the edge to them for it to, to, as far as pulling it out. They just have, they seem to seem to have everything going the way they need to, and they're working together. You know, where Detroit lacks that is, is that part, is doing they that. They don't work together at all. <laughs> they do not work together. I know, it's upsetting. <laughs> it is upsetting for you. It's not upsetting for me. Detroit is exactly who I expect them to be. Oh, I'm, I'm just saying. It is not. I'm pretty sure. I, I say upsetting because, you know, not necessarily for me, but just I can see from, you know, from a Detroit standpoint, because from a fan standpoint, and just from a fan standpoint of all, just as a game, where you see teams who have all, all have, who you believe have the, the pieces. You know, and then you you sit here and you watch them just be other than what you want them to be at the moment. You know what you what you see is possible, and they have all the possibilities. They, I mean, shoot, they did. We saw it at the beginning. Um, you know, when we've talked about this year, all the changes they made and, and the positive moves they made, but it just doesn't seem to be getting where they want to go. <laughs> I think it comes back down to the unfortunate thing. Jim Caldwell is probably one of the best offensive coordinators in the NFL, and that's where he should stop. He should not be a head coach. He is not a head coach. And some people, some people in the NFL, they get jobs because of how excellent they are at being a coordinator, but it should not be looked upon as bad as being a good coordinator. I'll use another example. I think Rex Ryan is probably one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. I don't know if he's a good head coach, but he's a great defensive coordinator. Jim Caldwell should stick to being an offensive coordinator. 
He's won Super Bowl rings, multiple Super Bowl rings as an offensive coordinator. He has turned teams' offenses around. I don't believe the Baltimore Ravens would have that more recent, uh, I don't think, more recent Super Bowl win without Jim Caldwell. I don't believe Joe Flacco would have the contract that he has without Jim Caldwell. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with Jim Caldwell. I'm saying there's something wrong with him as a head coach. And Detroit will not win as long as Jim Caldwell is their head coach. Mm. I am saying that. Okay. Well, I mean, you are. Well, he stands behind it, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, but Detroit has proven proven my point every time. Please prove me wrong. I I have our offensive coordinator issues when it comes to them. I do, but you know I hear what you're saying. I I I honestly do have OC issues when it comes to them and the adjustments, and but that's right again. Because I believe Coach Caldwell is allowing his his OC to be an OC. He hasn't taken back the OC reins and calling the offensive plays. And I just love the name of uh, the Detroit's offensive coordinator. He has the coolest name in the world to me. Jim Bob Cooter. That is still the coolest name in the NFL to me. Yeah, I, okay. You know what? I, all right. That is the coolest name in the NFL to me. May have, but, but, but his name being cool is is really like no, it's not doing anything for them. It's not helping a daggone thing. <laughs> it's not, it's doing not helping yet. a daggone thing. You know, so I mean, here, here, you know, you have, you, so, go ahead. So when we look at this matchup, who is walking away? We definitely giving the W across the board to the Eagles. I don't even I think don't. the Lions have a chance. So yes, definitely. Uh, just uh, yeah, definitely. I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't even think I the Lions don't. have a chance. I don't see them being able. To, I, I just <laughs> done. <laughs> so next up, I am here. I am home. I am. I am in the land of Minnesota and Pillsbury. I and 10,000 Lakes and Best Buy and, and Target. And Target and GMAC and Lockheed Martin and Delta. Yes, I am and the very And I'm the very important, very important part of our history, the new Prince Museum, which is going to be opening, I think, sometime this yes. month. Yes, 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 yes. And so U.S. Bank Stadium. Oh, I was going to name all the wonderful things about my second home. So I am here to hit U.S. Bank Stadium for my squad, which the Texans came and invaded. As they get ready to go 5-0, and we have some key injuries. We have some a lot of little doubtfuls up here. And So with that being said, I have to do this. Y'all don't hate me for this. I I just have to do it because I am so happy and proud of my team because over the summer, when they started mentioning the Vikings in conversation regarding the Super Bowl, analysts and commentators laughed. Then Teddy Bridgewater said, I went and did this stuff, and I'm about to be better. And he came back in the preseason, and people stopped laughing. And then they were like, well, they still got Adrian Peterson. They just might make it. Then Teddy Bridgewater and his knee weren't on the same game plan one day. And unfortunately led to major surgery and a major injury. And the minute Teddy Bridgewater got injured, and so we've seen a lot from Teddy Bridgewater in the past, he, 
immediately out of the conversation. Then they went and coughed up a lung and got Sam Bradford, and everybody was like, oh, those guys are done. Who would do that? Game one, backup quarterback Sean Hill proves why he's the backup quarterback, and Adrian Peterson gets hurt. Definitely everybody threw on the towel like this would just be another season for them. These guys are sitting 4 and out. The defense, now known as the Purple Rain defense, is, they're murdering people. If they can get to your quarterback, it's game over. They're not just stopping the run. They are actually doing something that I've waited for them to do for the last few years since my beloved Antoine Winfield left, pick off players. Trey Waynes does drive me to drink, but Trey Waynes is getting better. He is getting better at his position. What Xavier Rhodes did to OBJ was absolutely amazing. I started throwing flowers on the field. I just, roses. I could I was so happy. Um, watching, you know, how Terrence Newman gets in there and gets down. He almost 40, just in case you guys didn't know. And he is out there balling. So never tell anybody what you can't do in life. You can achieve whatever you want to achieve. So with that being said, this team with Sam Bradford leading the charge, absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. So I actually want to know you guys' thoughts on the play and this matchup with, with J.J. Watt out and a lot of weirdness going on. With the Texans, will the Vikings remain undefeated after today? I believe the Vikings are going to end up 5-0, and and I believe the Purple Rain defense needs to be renamed the Yellow Card or the Yellow Flag defense because they get okay. so many flags, they don't care. They pick them up, put them in their pockets, and say, give me another one because they are going out there trying to hurt every player. They, okay. they don't okay, care about the, the flag. They keep it moving. They crushing people. They hurting folks' feelings. Cam Newton still trying to peel himself up off the field from two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, sorry, Cam. The Vikings, I'm not. The Vikings are trying to hurt feelings. <laughs> and, and I'm sitting up here reading the injury report. They got more DNPs than I think I've ever seen on an injury report. They got – I've seen – Anthony Barr did not practice this week. Sharif Floyd didn't mm-hmm. practice this week. David Morgan, Stephon Diggs didn't practice this week. Rhett Ellison didn't practice this week. Andre Smith didn't practice this week. I've never seen this many DMPs. That, not to mention, they had already lost Adrian Peterson and Teddy Bridgewater. Their 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 uh, injury report looks like most teams' rosters. And they say next man up so we can break one of your men. And they are trying to break people. I know their nickname is the Purple Rain Defense, but they're playing like the Purple People Eaters. <laughs> well, they can't they be really the Purple are. People Eaters. No, they are okay. playing hey, like the Purple People Eaters. They are, try, they are trying to hurt folks' feelings, saying get off the field. They are picking up those flags. That yellow flag is almost like a a badge of honor to them this season, it looks like. They are like, forget it, give me a flag, we're going to hurt them in the process. I know Vikings fans would rather the Vikings have less flags. They're like, forget it, if you go give me a flag, I'm going to give you a reason to give me a flag. Well, you know, I I, I can roll with that. Now, now let me me say this. My squad does have 
tackling issues. Um, and that is sometimes what sets the squad back. Um, there are times. Yeah, the tackling issues are Especially are on third down or even with some of the kick returns, they aren't capitalizing. And they're getting burned. So it's not even simply, whoops, we missed a tackle. He got a couple yards. They're getting, they're getting scorched. So that has to change. It has gotten 200% better because at one point, if a team was going to run a third down and the Vikings defense was out there, you could just, you know, cancel Christmas because they were definitely going to get a touchdown. So it's come a very, very, very long way, but it has so much more room for improvement. I do like the fact that North Turner is actually watching the game and he is making some key adjustments. His rotation with Jarek McKinnon, Matt Asiata, I do love it. I, I try not to. I do love it. Um, Jared McKinnon is out. I, I, I know what his off-season workout was like, where it was and who it was with, and where he is taking his pointers. And I love when I see a player respect a veteran, veteran's advice, veteran's game, and goes out there and gives it his all for his team and everything that the veteran player, the veteran running back is in his ear about. And it is making a, a phenomenal difference in his game. So I'm honestly proud of my boys. We got some things to work on. It's still early in the season. This is still week five. But going up against the Texans, if the defense continues to play the defense that we are used to seeing, this is a win-win situation to me. And they will be 5-0. and out. I can't see, unless they just decide not to play for any reason, I cannot see why they wouldn't win. Brock Osweiler should, should get well acquainted with the, the the I would say the smell of the grass today, but he's going to smell a lot of sports turf today. Yeah, he's going to have turf burn. He's going to have Ooh, turf burn. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Well, nah, you know, the I turf mean, burn, for, for remember, Mike, is different than the turf burn they get today. That old school oh, turf burn, that Astro turf burn, that stuff used to just take your whole skin off. It'd be all. Uh. That, that, that used to make folks wear long sleeves when it was hot outside. Man. Oh, dude, who you tell it? Every. You have to be padded up just so you protect some of your skin. And have you ever. See, I played at Gately Stadium, and I've also seen people and heard stories about people that played at uh, Hanson Stadium. I heard the start, turf burn at Hanson Stadium was worse than Gately Stadium. Because Hanson mm. Stadium, the numbers on the ground are, and the lines on the ground were much harder than that of the ones at Gately. So, but Bra- uh, Brock Osweiler will get well acquainted with the sports turf today. Well acquainted. Because uh, he... All he is to me is six five. That's all he is. I have not seen him do anything that warranted this fifteen million dollar a year contract. Or did he, uh, Brock Osweiler is not showing me anything right now. He beat the Bears, but so what? It was the Bears. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I have to agree. Um, 
I don't, you know, I think our Minnesota just they're just playing real well, man. It's like you can't really, you can't. I'm not mad at them at all. You know, I think we, when the season started, we all agreed that they would be one of the top two teams anyway. So I'm not their position. No, not not, not on this level. In the NFC North, we did not. Yeah, in the NFL. that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the NFC North. I'm sorry. You know, as far as that goes, um, you know, we we already knew they would be one of the top two teams in the division. So I'm not shocked. Um, I think they're doing very surprisingly I'm well. I'm shocked at how uh, well their defense is. People are arguing. Uh, some people are debating like this last year. You know, but some people are hit, they were, some people are debating. Some people are debating who has the best defense in the NFL, Broncos or Vikings. I don't think people expected it to be Broncos versus Vikings for best defense in the NFL. I knew they had a great Amen. defense, but I'll admit I did not expect them to be one and two, one or two in the NFL. I'll admit I expected their defense to be good. I expected their defense to be great, but the argument is who has the best in the NFL, the Broncos or the Vikings. And I expect Cassandra mm-hmm. to say the, the Vikings have the best in the, uh, in the NFL, but it is an arguable debate who has better, Broncos or Vikings. And those are easily easily the top two defenses in the entire NFL. Hey, man, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. They I did not expect, <laughs> I did not expect they are their balling. defense to be playing this good. They are yeah, playing they... this good. Yeah, I, I mean, now the, the key is, and I, I'm sure sure Cass would agree, is, is you know being, them being able to maintain it and stay consistent through the rest of the season. They can do that, man. Please, I think it'll 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 definitely be a storybook season for them, especially with the you know the the injury to uh, Bridgewater and him. Most likely, I think he's lost his job pretty much. Um, I don't think. Cass would disagree with I me. I think at he all. lost his job in week two. I think Brent yeah, Bradford was took that job by week two. You know, so I just look at it from the standpoint of man, they are they just playing great ball right now and you know, Texas is isn't doing as good as they you would think they would be doing with Osweiler. I mean, he did he did great when he stood in for Peyton Manning last year with the Broncos went over, but you know who came back and played in that game. <laughs> you know, so I, from that standpoint, you know, it, it is it showing really truly that you know the damage to the Texans as far as their injury goes is as significant as that, or is it just Osweiler isn't as good as you know most people think he is, um, and that that's that's questionable on either side when you're you know for for him at least, you know it is how he's playing right now. He hasn't really numbers I think that he's capable of. Um, and, you know, Texas obviously has their stuff to deal with with J.J. Watt being down. And Minnesota right now, man, is just playing, playing like they should be playing at this point, you know. And I really – I get an S in them because they earn it. Shoot. <laughs> you say edge, but it's not even going to be an edge. It's going to be a clip. I'll be. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to even be that an edge. True. I believe. I, I completely agree. I do agree. Uh, the Vikings are going to go five and zero this week, and it's not even going to be close. 
It's not even going to be close. Even if the score is close, the gameplay on the field would not even look close. It will be obvious who's the better team on the field. It will be obvious. So he's pretty much saying that they're going to be like, this is, a, you know, Houston today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> wow. All right, we you know, this, they, they flush right out of their, you know, out, off the field. <laughs> I mean, as much as we like giving a lot of time to the Vikings, I believe the 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 they're going to get the least amount of talk time today, only because this is not even going to be a close game. This is not it, usually the games that you the teams you want to talk a long time about is because you have to discuss and debate over who's going to win. I don't think there's a debate today. I don't think there's, there's a debate. There's not five and zero. I think five, if five and zero doesn't happen, it will be because what? Minnesota beat themselves. It, it, the it, only it way I said Sorry, if it what? doesn't happen, the only way it could happen is if Minnesota beats themselves. <laughs> okay, <laughs> for the non-Minnesota Vikings fans, <laughs> the only way it could happen is if the Minnesota Vikings beat themselves. Okay, Renard, I give it to you. <laughs> all right, all right. I mean, uh, I believe the Vikings are going to win and win handily. But the only way they can lose is not because Houston did something. It's because they messed up. Houston's not going to do anything to stop the Vikings. The Vikings have to stop the Vikings from winning if that were to happen. That's all. Okay. Well, well that is. And then there's this thing called Sunday football. Uh-huh. Mike, what do you want? To yeah. Say? What do you want to say about this? This. This. Well, you know, it comes down to it. We still have to talk about them. I mean, Green Bay is. It's not looking bad. They're not looking good, but it's more fun to talk about the team they're playing, and not for good reasons. But it's more fun to talk about the Giants. He's so funny, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, especially with you know, obviously the uh, I don't want to call. Well, I don't even know what to call with OBJ and and the the drama. We feel like that surrounding him and. He's feeling like everybody's picking on him. Uh, uh, my, my, sen- my sentiments are, man, it's football. Buck up, you know, stop crying and just. Bomb. He wants to do what commercials with beef jerky and hair, <laughs> literally. Oh, Ooh. you're so silly. <laughs> <laughs> beef jerky and hair. Take a bite, number Okay. Anyway. I mean. <laughs> There is just a lot going on with with the Giants. When your former head coach is the person that they're probably going to turn to to try to get him in line, when that and that person couldn't keep him in line, that is just everybody wants him to just be quiet. And Josh Norman gave everyone in the NFL the blueprint on how to beat OBJ, getting his head. And I believe the I believe the the Packers cornerbacks have been taking notes 
And I believe the Packers can get in OBJ's head. Now, you know, the, the interesting thing about this, that, like when you look at the comparison, the, interestingly enough, New York has an edge in most categories. I believe they should. Yeah. I just don't trust yeah, they had a, But know. I don't trust I don't trust the Giants. I'm putting the Giants in the same category as the as the Lions. Just a better <laughs> version. I don't trust them. Okay. I don't trust the Giants. I think they're a better version of them, but I don't trust them. The Giants could come out and win today and the Giants could come out and lose today. But if I had to pick a team that I trust, I trust the Packers more than I trust the Giants. I just don't I have trust to roll the with Giants. You. I have to go with you on that. It's, it's one of those things where, well. you know, even to, if you, yeah. like, like I said, you look at the rankings and where they rank right now, um, even though New York is 2-2 two and two and Green Bay is 2-1, and one, um, they're like New York has such an edge over them, and it is, it's 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 just it's, it's crazy. <laughs> you wouldn't think the edge would be as big as it is, but it is. You know, but at the same time, Green Bay is just one of those teams where you never know um, what they're going to do. You know, they just happen to be able to pull off just amazing wins. I mean, right now. Um, if, as far as the re- rankings go, just so you, in case you don't know everything stands, ladies and gentlemen, the league rankings for the offense, the, New York has a sixth-ranked offense, and amazingly, the Packers are the 29th-ranked offense. Defense-wise, um, they're kind of they're pretty much close on so when it comes to defense. Uh, New York is ranked 11th, and Green Bay is ranked 13th. When it comes to passing. Uh, New York is fourth, Green Bay is 29th. And when it comes to rushing, 19th for goes to New York, and then 16th goes toward Green Bay. So the edge really is just on the off, you know, it's more on the offensive side. Defense there, you know, neck, close, close, you know, pretty much neck and neck. But it's still does, it's not indicative of how how Green Bay can actually just, you know, pull out a win I, sometimes with scenes out of nowhere. Um, you know, for most things. And with everything that's going on with the distractions of, you know, Odell Beckham and, and and him letting people get into his head just not, you know, staying focused and getting pulled out of his game to where he's playing with, you know, Very he got true. The, kicker, the kicker net, you know, fighting back. <laughs> and it's an inanimate object. It can't even touch him. I mean, I'm yeah, yeah, back and, in. And that's you know. I lost respect for him before this, but the the fact that this is football, and no matter what, it's competition. And you're not always going to come out on top of competition. There's someone who has your number, and they may be better than you. They may match up evenly with you. You have to push past that. And if you look at, oh, my goodness, Peyton Ma- look, look Okay, let's, let's just go at the fact that Tom Brady is making his comeback today. Look at what Tom Brady even just had to endure, and he is considered the greatest quarterback in the league right now. Did he? He didn't go kicking and, and hitting kickers' nets and saying this isn't fun for him anymore. 
he rolled with the punches, did what he has to do, because this is a team game, and he has to put forth a team effort. This is not an individual game. Your individual stats were really, really cute, your one-handed catches, but sometimes you have to take a few for the team, and if you are having an off game, sometimes you honestly have to, you know, maybe you have to play defense that day. Maybe you just, I'm not catching anything, but you know what my other teammate is, I'm blocking for him. I'm not letting anybody. He gets the ball. I'm blocking for him. He won't you got to contribute some way, you know. Right. And that, and that's, you know, you're upset that it's not about you. And I have so many issues with that when it comes to team ball. So, so I, And so I agree. Issues. I agree. You know, it, it's like, you know, regardless of what's happened on the field, it's on the field. It's part of the game. Now, it's the ref's job to call it. If the ref don't call it. Then I can, and, and it's a legitimate reason for you to go to a rapper like, hey man, you ain't see that, you know. But don't go with no attitude, don't go crying, don't come, you know, running off the field this and swinging it, and just being just, you know, it's, it's like, oh my god, you know, can you just have? I'm not even saying being man, I'm just saying be mature. You know, yeah, be mature about what you're dealing word. with. That's He's all immature. I'm saying. Just be mature. He's very immature, dude. I mean, at this stage in the game, it's like. All right, we know who you are. We know you do all this, like you said. We know we we see your hair, but when you got your helmet on, nobody really care about all of that. What they care about is: Are you out there catching passes? Are you blocking for your teammates on runs? Are you blocking for your teammates after they catch the ball? Are you fulfilling your? Are you doing your assignments and doing that? That's what's important. All this other stuff, though, tantrum stuff, nobody cares. Nobody wants to see it because it's just distraction. You know, when when when. When the other DBs, when DBs start getting getting tired of you chopping your mouth, you know it, it's a, somebody gonna get your number. And like you said, you know he had his number guy was it was picked that day. <laughs> he was shut down. What? He was not a factor. He, is just he allowed, shut down he, allowed himself, he allowed himself to not be a factor because he let himself get mentally beat. And that's that's messed up when you are your own devil's advocate. When it comes to your sport, so I also have some. I, I have always had Eli Manning issues. I don't care how many Super Bowl rings he has. I don't care, and he apparently doesn't either. <laughs> hey, but, you know. I mean, another point to be made about OBJ and Eli Manning. Eli Manning is generally a very stoic person. He doesn't get into the media battles. When Eli Manning calls you out, there's a problem. Oh, yeah. Eli Manning there is a problem. When Eli Manning <laughs> calls you out, Eli Manning doesn't go there in general. When Eli, when your quarterback calls you out publicly. And says you I mean, brought it even, on yourself. It, it, like, even – even T.O. used to defend his quarterback. Can you see OBJ defending Eli Manning? No. He's going to be pointing at me, 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 me. Even T.O. has some some redeeming qualities. I can't say there's anything redeeming about the person that is OBJ. Forget the football player. The person is not redeeming. It is, mm-hmm. It's getting to a point where a suspension or a benching will need to happen to humble him. I think Something he'll wind up getting benched. I think he'll wind up getting benched. 
I do too. Honestly, for him to, you know, take a game for him to really understand, like, hey, man, you know, like you say, there, there, there are ways that you, when you are, when you, when you are, I think he needs athlete, to publicly when you're a professional athlete. athlete. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I when you're think, a, when you're a professional athlete, unfortunately, you're in the public eye, and everything you do with when you have kids who want to who dream of being football players, a big dream of playing in the NFL, you know, you are you should there is a certain way that you handle yourself because you represent a profession. It's not just a game because you get paid to do it. So there is a certain way that you have to handle yourself when it comes to whatever calls being made up the field that are not going your way. You still have to have, you still have to be sportsmanlike. You still have to be a good sport about it. Oh, it ain't, it's not personal. And when you, when they start making it personal and, 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 and you get into your feelings, you know, like he does, then that's where we have the issue. Like I, I agree, man. I would sit him down and be like, Hey, you can't cut it. You know, if you man, look, it's part of the game. You know, this, I'm letting them beat you mentally, and then we don't have these issues. But if you're going to cry about it, you can go over here and sit down. I think they need to – I think they need to – because, like, your your wide receivers coach and your head coach can just put you on a bench easily. I think they need to put him on – put him inactive one week, publicly make it known you're not playing this week. I don't think they just need to just – I don't think he just needs a DNP by his name, coach's decision, DNP. They need to put him inactive for one week, so it's you're just not playing. You're not you're you're in street clothes this week. You're not playing, and you got to deal with that. You got to deal with it because let's look at it. Even last week, Xavier Rhodes got in his head to the point where the NFL fined him. The NFL fined him because he's he has too many antics on the sideline. He catches the ball, goes out of out of bounds, and as he's coming back in, he he drops the shoulder into Xavier Rhodes and is yelling at him. That's what a child does. He is not mature. When the NFL is trying to find you to basically get your act together, there's a problem. He is becoming, for lack of a better comparison in more ways than one, both on and off the field. He is becoming Dennis Rodman. <laughs> well, but, then, but, Dennis, but Dennis Rodman was balling now. Dennis right. Thank Rodman you. Was, was, was that's the only difference. Yeah, you, so, you, so you really can't say that because that's the one thing. Well, no, in, let's, let's, in, let's in his career, he, the, he balled yeah. out. Right. But he is you know, becoming but if you, Dennis Rodman. If you talk about, you know, I'm talking about his antics off the field. I'm talking about his antics on the field. I'm talking about his hair. I'm talking about the fact that in the NBA, the referees kept an eye on Dennis Rodman. OBJ needs to realize at this point they're keeping an eye on me. That is something you need to pay attention to. Since they're keeping an eye on you, become the decoy. You can use that to your advantage. Well, guys, I am going to let you guys As you can hear, Cassandra is at the stadium. Yeah, I'm just about there. So I'm going to let you guys rev it on up again. Skull Vikings over in one tenth of a uh, whoever that team is, they're playing. And uh, <laughs> over the Texans. Uh, wow. fans. And I'm picking Green Bay today because no, no way the Giants are going to outdo 
Aaron Rodgers and crew. And that's it for me, but the show is still going to go on. you got some amazing controversial topics coming up at NCAA. So I will be posting pics from U.S. Bank Stadium. And thanks for tuning in to me. And the show goes on with Michael and Renard or our Michael Mayfield or somebody. We don't know. (laughs) I haven't figured out which personality is talking today. One of my multiple personalities is doing this thing. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, all the show's going. We're all good. But I mean, but she just brought up a good point. We're going to talk about the controversial topics. And as much as I believe OBJ deserved his uh his fine, I believe the NFL has gotten out of hand with their fines. Getting out of hand. You got Antonio Brown was fined twenty four thousand dollars. And they're saying that his touchdown celebrations for the last two weeks have been sexually suggestive. Add that to the fact that Terrell Pryor got fined for being excited. And uh, and all he basically did was pump his hands to the ground as he made a great catch. Now they're finding also for doing the bow and arrow thing the the nickname the NFL has gotten, also known as the No Fun League, <laughs> is ridiculous. It is no fun. I mean, you can't even get excited anymore. As soon as a person, you gets know, excited, I, I, I think it's, and I agree with you because you know, I mean, I, there I is, you can't now. You now you can't go overboard with celebrating. I think we both can agree on that. You know, oh, well, However, no, let's keep it real. The and, NFL started all of this. The NFL started all of this that one season when T.O. came up with the best, the absolute best touchdown celebration. He reached in his he reached in his sock, pulled out a sharpie, and signed the football. And then the following week, he had a sharpie contract. The NFL was mad because they didn't get that sharpie money. That's all this is. Mm-hmm. Because after that, T.O. and Chad Johnson and a host of other players, Randy Moss. And these wide receivers had some sometimes excellent, sometimes controversial. Because when CO used the football and it looked like he was sitting on the toilet, that was hilarious. I mean, I'm not CO. Randy Moss did that. Looked like he was using the toilet. That was hilarious. Uh, uh, Terrell Owens using the pom poms or grabbing the popcorn, saying "Get your popcorn ready," taking some popcorn out of a out of a fan's hands and eating it on the field, they they were out of hand with that. And I understand, extra props, that's doing too much. That's an extra prop. Even Chad Johnson having a jack, a Hall of Fame-like jacket made so he could fit it, fit it over his uniform, that was doing too much. But they are basically telling these players they can't be excited. Why not? Get some excitement in the game. Let's do it. Well, I, you know, I think the the celebration dance it, it it brings a certain, you know, it adds a certain fun factor to it, you know, for me. Um, I don't necessarily want to see everybody out there twerking and stuff. That you know, I'm not really in that twerking crap. So, and I'm gonna call it crap. Uh, excuse me, but you know, I'm not really in twerking. No, like I that. can so, agree with you, but you know, you are, while, but, while that's not you know, for that's you, not, you know, that's there not are some people that like that. Yeah, right, that's not that's not my thing, but you know, for those that do like it, hey, you know, it's a you stay on. You know, what I will say is that, 
you know, it, it's the fines. I think you you can't fine for everything. You know, there are there are right. definitely things you must you know make it make a mention of and that that are important. You know, like with OBJ and you know the stuff on the sidelines coming out with hitting people and you know doing that. I get that. You know, bumping into people, lowering your shoulder, and you get walking back on the field. Those things are, you know, that's that's you know incomprehensible and very and unsportsmanlike, and it should be you know addressed, you know, with a fine or otherwise. Um, you know, anything in excess of you know anything that would be, that you would determine is offensive now. You know, as they say, and with Antoine, um, I'm sorry, with um, who was the one that was twerking? That was Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. And actually, the twerking oh, happened two you know. weeks ago. He he modified he modified his dance. So technically, he didn't do a twerk. This last week, he did something else that had a pumping action, and the NFL called it sexually suggestive. Right. So so if you look at that, and I without put up the video, I'm thinking that he probably had his hands and knees and did that. You know, did that dance. Now, for those of us who under, who are no, he didn't do the hands knees. on his knees this time. He didn't do he had oh, he his did. hands in the air, pumping uh, the football while he pumped towards the stands. Oh, uh, that's yeah. Um, I'm not even if I, hmm. even if I concede that <laughs> even if I concede that one. They're doing. Uh, well, yeah. No, uh, no. Even like, if I concede that, that con- uh, conceding that is that worth twenty five thousand dollars? It might be. No. And then, oh, I mean, I wouldn't players, say. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say a quarter. I would say probably. You know, it, it, that's more like ten, fifteen to be. You know, if you're gonna keep it realistic. Now, I. I Terrell Pryor got that, fined nine thousand dollars. He got fined nine thousand dollars. For pumping towards the ground, not sexually pumping. Don't you know how people used to raise the roof, and then uh, a few months later, oh, instead right. of raising the you. roof, they pumped towards the ground. Right. Terrell got fined nine thousand dollars for that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was, it was it, the twenty-five thousand was excessive. But who? But at the same time, you know, if there's if they if you go at it uh, from a quote-unquote sexually suggestive position or a sexually suggestive action, and they're looking at the fact that, man, we have women in the stands, we've got kids in the stands, all these things, then that's why, that's what would be, I feel, one of the determining factors and why this defined would be so much, you know, for that. So, but it's just, you know, man, I, I, it's like what they, you know, they, 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 they have to do something. But I think I think you I I agree with you. The fine should you know the fine should fit. You know I'm not gonna say crime, but the the fine should fit the offense. You know if you want to call uh, it that. Um, add that to the fact that I don't even think it was the NFL is trying to be the more take the moral high ground, be the moral compass. If you're saying that but you they, can't but have they, that, you, they really I mean they, with the you, history of okay, I'm, you can't ahead, be the moral compass of the world. You're saying, well, we don't need them saying sexually suggestive stuff. Then tell people to turn off the television because there's something sexually suggestive in commercials. The amount of sexually suggestive commercials that the NFL is okay with. You turn on any beer commercial, any beer commercial in America. Yeah. Any beer commercial. Um, Red's Apple Ale has guys staring at other women. 
uh, a host of Miller Lite and Budweiser commercials are 90% sexually suggestive. So if you're gonna if you're going to try to legislate that out, legislate it all out or none of it. You can't you can't well, decide this is that's not. They're looking from the fact that, you know, this this is something that you're doing in person. This is not a recording. It's not something that, you know, we went to a more studio people, and recorded more a video. People saw that pump on tele- more people saw that pump on television than they did in the stand. Because uh, <laughs> if you want to go based on, well, these are the people that saw it in person, maximum 100,000 people saw that in person. Maximum. And we know that was not 100,000 stadiums. But let's say maximum 100,000. Millions saw it on TV, so that's not where they're going with it. They're trying to be the moral compass. And with what is on television, just in your commercials, how are you going to let yeah, just, try to let it, it, that out? Hey, it kind of, it kind of defeats the purpose. You know, it's, it's you're, hard, you're, accepting like money, you're accepting money, million-dollar television ads. spots, and you're going to do this? It is, it, it is basically the NFL – and I'm going to go there. I'm not going to make it a black or white thing. I'm going to make it a culture thing. And I'm going to say that that culture problem is a problem amongst all sports. Because I'll use another sport as the example. Major League Baseball, the unwritten rule is they don't like the bat flip. But the culture of all of the Latin players, that's something they do. They celebrate when they do something good. They hit a ball out the park. You get a bat flip. You celebrate as you run around the state, run around the stands. These major leagues and these major commissioners are legislating culture out of the game. They're legislating culture out of the games. P.K. Subban, they don't like when he gets excited on a hockey field, I mean on a hockey rink. Because he's excited. He's bringing his culture into the sport. They didn't like when Tiger Woods or what's the other guy, Sergio Garcia, they didn't like when they showed their culture on the field. Because some people tried to make the Tiger Woods one a black or white thing. Well, look at Sergio Garcia, the way he would get excited in golf. When these sports and these players, individual or not, they bring their culture onto the onto their onto their playing field. They, these people go up in arms. It is not exclusive to the NFL. It is not exclusive to baseball. It happens in hockey. It happens in tennis. It happens in golf. It happens in basketball. The only sport that seems to somewhat embrace it is basketball. And except the culture from these players, it takes it out of it. Because when it trickles down, it trickles down to the to the smaller leagues, and you you basically say, "No, we're legislating this out." I still to this day remember something that happened within the last one or two years. A football player that was getting ready to score a touchdown put his finger up in the air as you do when you're saying you're number one as he was running to score a touchdown. They threw a flag and took the touchdown away. You're telling these people they're not allowed to get get excited. Why are you legislating excitement out of your sport? Yeah, it does make for a little boring um, side of things. I mean, but, well, don't get me wrong. I love chess, but I'm not going to tune in to watch chess. 
And that's basically what they're asking us to do. Tune in to watch chess. That's what they're asking us to do. Tune in to watch chess. Well, you know, I think it's, it's they're doing what they can to kind of keep things under control. But at the same time, I agree with you that they're it's a game. You got you have to let you know some excitement be exchanged between people. You have to let there be something that happens where. Um, you know, uh, it brings more than just, okay, well, he scored a touchdown and he gave him the ball and everybody screamed and now we go back to the game. You know, just to be a little different element. So I get it. You know, the fines can't, you know, at this point I do believe and I and I agree with you, they are excessive. <laughs> I don't think, you know. I, Mike, I, I, Mike I you're being a little different to say excessive. You're, you're being generous. You're, just, you're saying that a little calm for me. You're being generous. Yeah. Just a little excessive. They're doing too much. They're doing way too yeah, much. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, $25,000 for dancing. Really, what that which is really what it was. That's that's a lot. And so, that's another thing. They they don't know the dances. They, if they knew the dances, uh, but, it would be a but how would you expect them to? Why would you expect them to? They don't care. They don't know what twerking <laughs> is, you know. And then, but at the same well, time, no, they do because they, most the world got introduced to you. I, I think, no, the I world think got introduced to twerking via Miley Cyrus. Yeah, um, I know. Miley Cyrus well, that is world. what they know twerking to begin at, even though you and I know twerking began in the early 90s, maybe the late 80s. <laughs> We've been twerking for a long time since before Miley Cyrus. They think she was the inventor of twerking. She was just the first first to do it from their culture. She's the one that made it famous because she twerked during the Grammys. We just knew better than the twerking during the Grammys. She was the well, first you to know, not know <laughs> so Some of us are right. You know, OBJs, you can take some points. But at the same time, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, I agree with you, man. It's out of hand with the pricing. It's it just doesn't make any kind of sense at this point for them to to charge so much, you know, in that regard. Um, you know, as you know that um as far as controversial topics go, um that we we are still seeing people join the protests with Calvin Carpenter around the nation. Um and it it doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon. I think right now, if we can get people to start putting actions behind these protests, you know, if you're protesting in your at your school, you know, then you know the challenge now is for you to go out into your community, and to go out into these communities and to, you know, get these kids and these parents and get them on board and start doing things to better the places where they live, so that they can get opportunities and so that they, you know, they have programs and such. You know, it doesn't do any good to sit back and bring attention to all of these things when the core problems aren't being resolved. You know, we can talk about police violence and, and you know, the, the amount of killings that's just, it's, you know, who, uh, I don't even like talking about it anymore because it's, it's so it's so bad. Um, but it's around the nation. This is not just here in Chicago, uh, you know, as much as as we hate to even hear about it any now it's it's just more prevalent because of the fact that um you know we have devices with our with smartphones and such where everything now is instantaneous you know it, your video going right up if you out of hand and i think that the best thing we can do as a people and i don't mean as black people i mean as people period as human beings is to learn how to understand that we are all the same yet we are all different the only thing that makes us different is what we think 
you know, in how we see each other. And if we start to understand that in that, you know, even in our seeing each other as different, we we still have the, we are still the same that we can do that for to each other. You know, and now it's the time that we have to learn how to stand in each other's shoes and understand what other people are going through. There are a lot of people going through a lot of different things, you know, in this country that are that need help. And it shouldn't matter whether you know, the color should be the last thing on all of our minds um, to make advancements and to help each other out and just to move our communities forward. Um, so, like I said, man, you know, I, I, I love the fact that people are still joining in and still, um, you know, participating. But now it's time for the action. Now it's time for not just kneeling down and, or, you know, raising your fist. But let's start putting some funding into, you know, these these communities. Well, Go out to the neighborhoods that you well, all Wait serve. a minute. I'm going, to, I'm going to give some praises for something. Many people often say, uh, these young, this young generation doesn't stand in line for anything, right? They stand mm-hmm. in line to go buy a pair of Jordans. They stand in line to go buy a new iPhone. They stand in line for a concert, but they don't stand in line for anything personal or something worthwhile standing in line for. If you went to the 100 Black Men Conference yesterday, um, they had invited young gentlemen out. There was a long line of young uh, teenagers in line to get inside. So I am not going to say that this young generation doesn't get it. They do get it. And one of the things that I do believe, I don't necessarily believe it's only the athlete's job to to go into these communities. One of the things oh, I no, think the man. beauty No, 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 no. One of the things I yeah. think the beauty of them kneeling down or raising their fist is it brought attention to it. And I believe ever since the raising of the fist and the kneeling down, there's a lot more discussion being done in the right places at the right times. And Oh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I think it's more now because, you know, you have to talk about it. You know, I had my, my daughter's teachers uh, told her that um, if they didn't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, they would, they would have detention. I said, well, she can't make you do that because that's against the law. <laughs> It can't make you play. It really is anything. against the law. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I said, that's not something that you can do. I said, plus, as a human being and as a student, you have the right to not do so. You know, so, and, and these are and these are things, if you're a parent, you know, they give you all the parent, the, the handbooks, which are which are rights and things like that. Please study up on that and know, you know, what they can, what, what your child's rights are as a student in this country um, as, and the school districts that they attend. This way that you know that when someone says something based upon their own personal opinion on the personal belief, you know, that you can, you have the right to do the same thing. And this is not to disrespect the flag or, you know, what, what have you. It's just, you know, <clears throat> for me, it, it has more to do with how we treat each other. You know, regardless of color, I, it really shouldn't matter how who you are. You know, if if you need and I, and someone has, then you should help. You know, after all, this country when you, if you and I'm not talking, I'm talking to the country before colonization, before all of that. Yeah, people fought each other, and, and you know, and the neighbors did their thing. But the, the way they worked with each other, there was no money back then. Everything was transpired by you know, everything was handled with honor. You know, and if you if you were thief and you got caught, you got dealt with. 
But at the same time, their economies works because they learn that an economy is based off the exchange of goods and services. That's an economy. You don't have to have money to have an economy. Period. You don't. Hey, man, I do, I do this. You do this. I do this for you if you do this for me. We have created an economy. You know, but and and right now it's just it's just so hard to be in a position to where thing is so intensified. You know, I hate sometimes I, I like I want to go out to last night and go check out Mike Dunn spin at at Revs over in uh, Country Club Hills <clears throat> last night. And one, I don't you know, I don't really like driving with my brake light out and but sometimes if I have to I will. But with the state of things now, I was like, yeah, I'm going to just stay home, man. Oh, trust me. You I know, definitely agree. I'm going to just stay home. And, you know, one of my friends offered to come get me. I said, nah, man, I'm going to just stay home. I just got that feeling. I'm just stay in the crib. <laughs> I'm good. And that, <laughs> you, know, we, you know me and you. And, you know me and you. We can talk and talk and talk about controversial topics, but I do not want to miss out. I'm talking about some of the college games that happened yesterday. Oh, and so, yesterday was so great. Uh, man, so it was, great. It was it was, it was um, a great day in football. If you if you are a college football fan and you missed it, I'm telling you, man, this season it, it has was, been it, more than more than worth the price of admission. It really has. It it has been enjoyable. Most of the teams that I love are doing what they should be doing. Um, there are teams who are um, in conferences that probably should be reevaluated. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's start with that. Be in that let's conference. Let's start with that. Let's start you with that. Start. You, we, you go, we might as well start with the Big Ten because we're going there. We're going to go there. All right. Rutgers, I believe we need to drop you to Division Three because last Ooh. week you lost to Ohio State 58-0. to zero. This week – you lost seventy-eight to zero. Now don't to get Michigan. me wrong. I think that or to Michigan. Don't get me wrong. I think part of that was Jim Harbaugh trying to one up Ohio State and say, "Look, pay attention to us. We're better than Ohio State." But still, that's seventy-eight to zero. Rutgers has not been good since Greg Schiano left, and Ray Rice is not their running back. But. Why are you tripping? When you look at the Big Ten scores, just the Big Ten scores from yesterday, there was only one close game. And, and that, that was game, Purdue and Illinois. Purdue and Illinois, they didn't play any defense in that game, it looks like. 34 to 31. Well, no, well, here, nah, I, well, here you look at it. So let's let's break down the score for that game real quick, because you know you advise right up the street from us. Well, not right up the street, but it's close by. Uh, if you look at it from Purdue scored seven points first quarter, Illinois had three. It was fourteen thirteen Purdue, three seven Illinois, seven eight Illinois, and then they went overtime. They only lost in overtime because of. A three a field goal, three point field goal. But that, but you and I so, know the college the college overtime is different. They gave Illinois this chance to score, they just couldn't get their field goal. Oh, I know, I know. And otherwise, otherwise um, they'd be two and four right now instead of three and five, three and two. I mean one and four. So, or one and no, five. Illinois, 
Illinois is 0 and 4. No, they're 1 and 4. No, 0 and 4. I'm looking one at it right four. now. Illinois is. Oh, I am too. And my it's my eyes cannot see. That is one and four. I I forgot they <laughs> won the first game of the season. They did win the first game of the season. I'm staring at this. I said that looks like a zero. I'm staring at it. I swear that was a zero. You're like, no, dude. They're one and four. No, dude. I'm like, man, no, it's one and four. No, it's zero. I'm looking at it as one and four. No, it's zero. Don't you believe it's zero? And, and I'm funny. one of the Illinois fans that was excited when Lovey Smith won his first game, and I'm still sitting here debating. They, But they should have won that game yesterday. But let's look at the yeah, rest I mean, of the I mean, Big but, Ten. But, 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 you know, the rest of the Big Ten, you look around, Iowa beat Minnesota 14-7. to Penn State BYU destroyed beat, uh, Michigan State. Oh, my God. Man, they really did, and 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 thirty-one to fourteen. And Michigan State, you know, they're 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 not a they're not a contender this year. Uh, they're not even top twenty-five. They're not even ranked this year. They're top twenty-five. Oh, they were ranked. They you know, were ranked. They, the I know. With, they, uh, yeah. Two weeks ago. Two weeks yeah, ago. See, and two weeks two two weeks ago, a lot of things happened. <laughs> two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, Florida State was number two. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So two weeks ago, a lot of things happened and changed for a, you know changed for a few teams that that you know and and it's it's crazy, man. Like right now, um, like Maryland State, Maryland lost to Penn State thirty eight to fourteen. Ohio State beat Indiana um, thirty eight to seventeen. Now the crazy thing about the that game is that Indiana really didn't look too bad. You know they can't Indiana get things is- going in that. Indiana in general they're, is on the upswing with their football team. They're on the upswing. It's exactly. just that yeah, they're not bad. Being I mean, on the upswing, being on the upswing when you play Michigan or Ohio State, it does you no good how much on the upswing you are. Right. Yeah. Because you know they're, they're, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a, but, when you're playing you know, Ohio State, the, and Michigan, where, where they lost, where the, where they lost the game was Ohio State, twenty-one points in the second quarter. Right. 21 points you in the let, second quarter. You let so any team that, run, they, a, no. run off three TDs on you in one quarter, you're, you're likely to lose. Uh, exactly. Ask Louisville. Exactly. They got four TDs ran off against them last week in one quarter, and they lost. Any team running off yeah. three or four TDs on you in one quarter, you're going to lose. You're just going to lose. And then – and then of course Michigan just smashed Rutgers. That was a game we we have initially mentioned. The low seventy eight. The lowest nothing. they scored in one quarter was was fourteen points. Yeah, that was in two quarters. That was the first and the third. <laughs> right. <laughs> twenty nine and twenty one in the second and fourth. In garbage time, yeah. they still scored twenty one points. Right. And then number one, Alabama plus on Arkansas yesterday, who was number sixteen, and man. This is I watched this game and it was such a great, great game. Um, I can't remember the player's name, but dude had three interceptions before the fourth quarter. One which he returned for a pick six for a hundred yards. I mean, it was like, and I think, and if, if I'm not mistaken, it was right after, um, right after Arkansas had just scored. They came right back and he ran back for a hundred yards. Man, most beautiful play I've ever seen. I've seen a while. You know, just picked the ball and was like, I'm out. 
and took off. Uh, number two, Ohio State, we mentioned already played Indiana made, and 38-17. to 17. Number three, Clemson topples Boston College 56-10. to 10. It was a big score yesterday. Good God. People were just getting uh, smashed everywhere. It, we know about uh, number Washington, four, number five. Washington, uh, you number said it five. earlier in the meeting. Uh, just because you change your jersey every week don't mean you that good. Because Washington, uh, he re- the head Oof. coach from Washington reminded you why Boise State used to be good, and now that he's coaching in Washington, seventy to twenty-one. Man, dude. <laughs> but the game of the day. But but the uh, and the game upset of the day. Right. I, I, this is this is what I would think would be the upset. Number six, Houston. Loses to Navy. What's the score, Mike? 40 to 40. Um, Tennessee, everybody has had winning the SEC East. Well, it's not looking so good right now. They lost They lost uh, to Texas A&M. And Florida State barely, just barely beat Miami 20 to 19. I mean – yeah, man. Uh, the, the score of the uh, Tennessee game, ladies and gentlemen, was 45-38 Texas A&M. Texas, Texas A&M put up 21 points in the first quarter, man. You know, so and then and this what, is a, what did this I is, just say? Now, this is a what great game. Just say? You allow this, a team this, to score, and score three touchdowns in one quarter, you're probably not yeah. going to win. Now, here, now here's the crazy thing. Let me, let me tell you all how this game played out score-wise. So, first quarter, Tennessee scored seven points, Texas A&M 21. Second quarter, nobody scores. Third quarter, they both score seven points apiece, right? Fourth quarter, Tennessee puts up 21 points. Texas to tie the puts game. Up seven to tie the game. Then they go into two overtimes, double overtime. So, yeah, that game was a great game. Now, should, have, should Tennessee have been able to come back after go after such a, you know, takeoff by Texas A&M? No, no way at all. That lets you know that Texas A&M defense just lacked at a point to where they let them back in the game. Which they is, got you know, tired. Why they, they needed some more man. Rating, more power rate. They needed a five-hour energy drink or something. You know, and, and and just to show you just how rankings change from we from you know in a two weeks time in two weeks time Florida has fallen from number two to number twenty-three, ladies and gentlemen. That's where they are. So it, it, you know, it's it's college ball is just like that. It happens fast, it's quick, it's in a hurry. And one minute you on top, and the next minute nobody's thinking about you. It just happens to be that way. Uh, Washington State took on number Washington State. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Slow this down. You called the upset of the day Navy and Houston. And while I might agree with you, this was mm-hmm. the shocker of the day. Washington State destroying Stanford, forty-two to sixteen. I'll give you Unranked that. Unranked Washington Definitely. State. Well, unranked Washington State treated Stanford the way Stanford treats most people. Hey man, they came to play. And then the ACC ACC has come to play in general. Uh, Virginia Tech versus North Carolina. That looked like North Carolina shouldn't have been on the field. Thirty-four to three. Yeah, Virginia Tech is the twenty-fifth ranked team. And they got blanked. And, you know, I mean, Virginia Tech, man. You know, um, Oklahoma played Texas yesterday. 
if they had a grueling as, as always, you know, Oklahoma and Texas they 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 right next to each other, so it's always gonna be a brawl. Forty five to forty and the win went to Oklahoma. Then you have Colorado. Um, man, USC is just not having you know, they're they're five hundred right now. They they haven't been great in a minute. Um well, unfortunately you, for them. You, uh, but they beat Colorado twenty one and seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and let's not and then, forget to keep our prayers for those that are dealing with Hurricane Matthew. Florida and LSU postponed their game. Yeah, they had to. You know, I mean, I, it's a smart thing. Now, I will tell you, that game yesterday with Notre Dame and North Carolina State. Uh, you talked about <laughs> the just rain. And, so oh, man. The Golden Dome. Just the rain everywhere. It was crazy. I, I, I just – just watching them try to throw the ball and run the ball, I'm like, why? <laughs> Call the game. But it, you know, they, it was, it was, it was, it was great to see ball play like that, man. Because it took it took me back to some old days where, you know, defense. I, I know, man. It's I defense. Knew, knew what it was like to play in that. You had to, you had to bring it all to play in those type of games. It couldn't be. Um, you know, you couldn't let the weather stop you. You, it, it couldn't be cold. You know, whatever the elements were, they would just you had to just deal with. It. You had to get out there and you had to play. And unfortunately, um, you know, for Notre Dame, they didn't come away with the win in that game, I believe. And, and it's just it's one of those things, man. You know, fo- college football, as great as it is, is is just as equally unpredictable. Equally unpredictable. So you never know who's going to win. You never know who's going to lose. You never know what the conditions are going to be. You never know if you can handle the conditions. It's just what it is. And at the same time, it's like one of the most exciting exciting brands of football that we have. Um, and I can say I'm enjoying you know, it. Over the last two seasons, since we added the college corner to uh, Football Fan Rush Radio, one of the greatest things I get out of it, is on draft day, I'm not lost to who the players are. Watch the college game so you at least know who, who's being drafted on draft day. That's one of exactly. my greatest benefits out of it. Yeah, man, you know, because it makes sense. You know, these these are the future players in the NFL, at least, you know, those who are lucky enough, uh, fortunate enough to get drafted, you know, because obviously everybody doesn't get that opportunity. There are oh, there are you know over a few hundred thousand college players, and I'm just I'm being really generous on the number, um, you know nationwide and just and you know in other countries as well that participate um, or kids that want to come here and play football American football, um, and only a handful are going to get selected each season. We know this, but if you if you're following any of these teams or you know, a fan of any of them, chances are you're going to know some, know one of these kids and be and follow their career, you know, as they move into the NFL. And what better way to be – what better thing to be able to say, man, I knew that kid when he was playing at such and such high school, you know, or he was playing at this college. You know, so there, there are many things that you can pull away from the college experience and just college ball at, at you know, in total. It's, it's a total – I'm telling you, if you've never been to a college game, go. You know, I still have. I'm still yet waiting to go to my actual official first NFL game. I've only been to uh, family night, so I haven't been to a game yet. Um, 
but I'm still working on that. Um, I've NFL done the because I play college. Fill your pockets with cash. Fill your pockets with cash yes. and credit card plastic. Because <laughs> I've been to NFL games, I've been to NBA games, and I've been to Major League Baseball games. And if I had to pick which one I spent the most money at, easily, easily the NFL game. Now, I drink the most beer. I drink the most beer at Major League Baseball games. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. But you know what, man? I, I have to say, dude, like, all right, so I went to a sauce game a couple of years ago. And I don't know what it was about the beer, but it was just so good. And then maybe it's because they top it up <laughs> in the glass, and you're like, man, I could have another one. You just don't want to spill it. You, you know, don't you man. Don't... Right. Because you're being real careful <laughs> with it, and you're like, I'm going to get it close, man. And as soon as I it's going to taste so good. It would, as soon as you take that first sip of it, you're like, all right, cool. And then so for some reason, you just got to have another Because maybe it's beer I, baseball. I don't know. <laughs> I know at a basketball game, one thing I can say about going to a stadium at a basketball game, you might go to a restaurant in the stadium and actually eat, or you might go to an actual bar. In an NFL game, right. you in an NFL game, one of the things that I'm doing, especially here in Chicago, especially here in Chicago, uh, it is now called uh, the United Center section or the Continental section. It used to be called the Cadillac section. All I'll say is you spend a lot of time in areas where it's warm because, oh, my gosh, it can get cold. It can get rainy. And when you go into these areas, you are buying concessions. You are buying souvenirs. You're buying random stuff because you're not in your seat. Right, And right, when you're trying right. to warm up your hands and – People say, well, you're from Chicago. You should be used to the cold. Being used to the cold and liking the cold are two different things. Two different things, man. I used to get that all the time. Man, you from – but it ain't cold down here. You in Vegas. What, dude? Cold is cold. (laughs) People, trust me. Cold is cold. It don't matter where you are. are. It may feel feel different, you know, because – and that's only because of the environment. But when it comes down to it, cold is cold. Trust me, I, I was wearing a down jacket when I lived in Vegas and it got cold in the winter. Well, I Especially heard, when I was walking across the and seeing snow. Vegas and L.A., I, from what I hear, at night is a very free, oh, is a very cold experience. It can be. It can be. You know, I mean, I mean, now, now, granted, I'm not going to need to wear, like, you know, I don't have to put on two pairs of socks, um, you know, scarf, gloves, you know, I don't have to, like, bundle up. You don't have to bundle up like you do here in the winter. Here, man, here in the winter, shoot, you got a pretty – just to walk to your car from your house, you got to have on, like, three layers. <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I, our co-host, I'm going to bring up something that was rather funny. She went to the uh, Bears game, NFC Championship, when they played the Bears versus the New Orleans Saints, and the Bears beat the Saints to go to the Super Bowl. And uh, Cassandra says she had on long underwear that included socks. Okay? And uh, she said the weirdest, as fun as she had at the game, 
the battery-powered long underwear, the batteries went out on the left side. So the left side of her body was cold while the right side of her body was warm. She said that was the weirdest feeling while being at a freezing cold game she ever had ever had. Now, mind you, this would have been late January. Late January was when the NFC Championship is, or mid to late January. So for those that don't know, mid to late January in Chicago is is an experience and not necessarily a fun one. And that was a very cold game, and that was the game where Reggie Bush called himself taunting Brian Urlacher and and many Bears fans and many New Orleans fans feel that was the turning point because after Reggie Bush taunted Brian Urlacher, uh, New Orleans didn't score again. So there was excellent things about that game. But she said the batteries on her uh, – Battery heated underwear went out on the left side of her body. I said, mm-hmm. when I heard that story, I still laugh about it to this day. So, man, I okay, because believe, I, can you imagine? I personally believe that adds to the money that you spend at a football game when you leave to go to the concession stand, when you leave to go to the pro shop, when you leave to go grab a bite to eat, when you leave to just keep your body moving. Because even when you even when you watch most of the game. You are moving around just to keep your blood flowing. So as you walk around, you find ways to spend money. At a Major League Baseball game or or NBA game, I spend money, but I I need to move around a lot less. Oh yeah, man, because you're not outside. You know, I mean, you know, I don't know why we don't have a dome here. It's the middle of the summer. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't know why we don't have a dome here. You know, but hey. It's, it is what I it do, is. I do, but I don't even want to um, get into that. Yeah, we know. It's money. Anyway, um, one of the things that if you look at the rankings from last week, they'll be the rankings will actually change in about three minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so I, I predict that we'll probably see Ohio State. They'll either all stay the same, top five, which is right now Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Michigan, and Washington. Or, you know, we'll see. Ohio the, State, so I mean, Michigan might move up to number three. Michigan might yeah, be number three. Yeah, I'm thinking that too. Just because of that, just because I man smashed. Um, so <laughs> I think that's probably going to be what happens. Is we may see a little change there, but uh, it's 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 interesting, man. You know, just watching it happen this year. This will be the second year of the FBS, and I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I really want to see how it all turns out. You know, I, I, I like in the way that. You know, everything plays a part. You know, and, and if you're doing well in a good conference that can be seen, you can actually do some damage. You know, it just depends on you. So, I mean, it's, it's getting a lot more fair, um, fair shake. Uh, I do have to go ahead and mention if you did not see um, one of the plays of, I think the CBS has gone down as one of the plays of the year. Uh, we have 90 seconds, man. Let's go ahead and recap real quick, and you can tell them where they can find us at, Mike. Well, you can always find us at the the easiest spot is Blog Talk Radio, as we're on the Blog Talk Radio network at blogtalkradio.com slash footballfanrushradio. For those of you that have iPhones, pull out the podcast app. We are searchable in the podcast app. Many people love the TuneIn Radio app, both on iOS, and Android, we're searchable in uh, we're searchable in the TuneIn Radio app. Then you can always find us on Tumblr, 
you can find us on Twitter at Football Fan Rush. You can find us on Facebook at Football Fan Rush Radio. So just find us. We will always tell you when the shows are coming on. And uh, for those of you that have subscribed on TuneIn Radio or the podcast app on iOS, you get to hear my Renard's rants from time to time. So find us and find us often. And like I was getting ready to say, I'm going to get out of here. Um, if you did not catch it, uh, you and LV's quarterback had an amazing 100-yard touchdown last week against San Jose State. And I'm telling you all, it was the bomb. You need to go check it out on CBS or ESPN. And 100 uh, yards you know, or 99 yards? You can yard. see it. Um, I think it's one, 91 yards. 91 yards. So, with that yards. said, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your day today on as football gets ready to kick off, and we will enjoy ours to um, check, it, check us out next week, and we will get back to it. Everybody have a great one.